you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Somebody just leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Spread the floor, let's go! Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore and I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined by professional better Raheem Palmer and Joe DeLara. We are going to break down the Thursday slate. This is the workshop. Raheem, how you doing, man? Life is good. NBA season, we're rolling. Kind of keep it going. Joe, looking fresh on our, our live stream, which we do every Wednesday at 7 Eastern, in the suit and tie. How you doing? Living the dream over here, you know? I got, like, my Batman costume off. <laughs> so. There you go. Hey, all right. <laughs> All right, we're going to break down the Thursday slate in detail and get into all these best bets. Just give you straight up the bet that you need to know to bet Thursday. But this is the workshop. We dive into the number, how it works, what the best number is, how to evaluate it, player value in terms of the spread, all these types of things. We'll break it down in detail. Those picks will be available in the Action Network app. You can follow Raheem and Joe in that app, as well as get up to the second information on where the tickets are, where the money is. Everything you need to know to bet the NBA and all sports is in the Action Network app. Download that sucker on your mobile device right now Raheem let's kick it off with you what's your best bet for Thursday I'm gonna go with the over 224 and a half in the matchup between the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks when you look at both of these two teams the offenses are rolling the Suns are second in offensive rate and scoring 114 points per 100 possessions the Hawks are third scoring 114 points per 100 possessions but both of these offenses can get rolling the last time these two teams played you had a 121-117 matchup with both teams putting up offensive ratings of north of 114. I'm expecting the same thing again. As you know, this Atlanta Hawks team, they're still 27 for defensive rating. No one is slowing down this Suns offense. And I just don't think the Suns are truly locked in defensively enough to – they know they can outscore a team. So I'm going over here. This is pretty easy. All right. So the number two twenty four and a half. What do you have as a number? I actually have it at 224, but I just think sometimes when you have these two teams who can score as well and as efficiently as they do, my model doesn't even capture it. So I'm just going straight off the handicap at this point. Okay. All right. So you're fading. Not fading. I mean, it's even, right? So it's like not, not that big of a, of a bump there. Um, I don't hate it. I'm at 230. And I'll tell you, like, my model never gets the – it doesn't hit 230 very often. So for it to hit 230 – and have this much clearance gives me a little bit of confidence in it. 
Uh, you're right that the Hawks continue to be very bad defensively. And there are defense that if you just like commit, if you are a team that executes well, you're going to find these opportunities. And that's really kind of like that. That's it's just easy for teams to find ways to get points versus the Hawks. If you're, if you're like a competent offense, which they obviously are Atlanta at home this season, teen and 11 on team total and the sun's away is are 12 and 11. So we're a little tight there, but that's okay. Based off of like, that's like the individual. So we still have like both teams ex- like go over in the relative home away split spot. So I don't mind that, you know, matchup wise, Phoenix should be able to, to, you know, they get their guys back. That's the biggest thing, right? Like they're fully healthy. So they're just kind of chugging along. I think the only kind of concern is, do you have any worries about the Suns defense being able to slow down Atlanta? I don't. This team gave up 110 to the Spurs. They gave up 124 to the Timberwolves. The only games in which they really went under were against the Jazz, and the Jazz were shorthanded. So, over the last couple of weeks, the Suns were 12 for defensive rate. So this team knows that they can outscore you. They don't really have to lock in defensively like it's a playoff game. And I don't see this, the pace being that slow with Trey Young out there. So I, I just think this is like, I call this like a fire drill over in the NFL where you have two explosive offenses and it's almost like a race for that number. And I, I think the, you'll see this total go up to 227 or something like that by the time we wake up. I got one concern. I got one, one concern stat for you, but even then this is a really slow sample, man, this, this is crazy. Okay. Perkley uh, in the glass bottom 10 defensive rank. The Suns have only played two games this entire season. That's wild that they've played only that two games. Really wild. Bottom 10. It seems impossible. So, yeah. but like I'm, I'm double checking all the, Oh, this is on zero days rest. That's I got one more filter on there. There we go. Mm-hmm. I'll, fi- I'll fix this. Uh, so, Against, there we go. Yeah, we're in a good spot here. Bottom 10 defenses, Suns are third in offensive rating at 118.7. So, and the, the Hawks are still are top 10 in offense versus top 10 defenses. So we got the matchup there that we want. I, I can't argue with this one. I'm going to join you on this one. Let's take the over at 224 and a half. Let's lock that one in. Locked. All right, Joe, what's your best bet for Thursday's slate? So I'm also on this game and I like the Suns. I like the Suns at minus five and a half. A lot of this has to do with the fact that the Suns have just been insane this season. They still haven't lost 10 games, and they're just cooking everybody. Devin Booker's been incredible since the Raptor incident with the mascot, and he's just dropping like 30-plus every game. I just don't think that this Atlanta defense can really keep up with them. And at the end of the day, if this game is close, uh, you know, a five-and-a-half-point spread's pretty tight. But these two teams are like at dramatically different points. I understand that the Hawks have gone on a little bit of a hot streak, but I think we're really just overvaluing them. And I feel like everybody, because the Suns have been so good and it almost seems like they didn't get the credit that they deserved in making the NBA finals last year. I feel like they've been undervalued almost all season long. And if you look at their against the spread numbers, especially on the road, it makes sense that the second best team against the spread on the road at 15 and eight. So I, I really like this spot for them. I think that they're going to be able to limit Atlanta at least at least enough to cover the spread. I, I do agree with you, Raheem, in that Atlanta's offense is obviously incredible. But the Suns, I think, have a dramatic uh, like advantage, especially in transition. Um, you know, they're the number five team in point, points added per possession and number three team in points per hundred plays, and Atlanta's the second worst in the NBA. So I think that Phoenix could push the pace, which I think also helps your over. 
And I think that Phoenix is going to be able to cover this number. I don't hate it. So one of the things I kind of was operating on for most of the season was that Phoenix was a team that won a lot of games, but wasn't covering it like at a super high rate, but they've improved basically yeah. month after month after month, like for the season. Uh, this is uh, via EV analytics just because it's got an easy one up. Uh, they are 28 and 22. They're seven and three against the spread in their last 10. So we, we break that down. That's 21 and 18 before this like stretch that they're on. So like they're getting better month by month by month. So I, I don't mind it. Uh, I've got Raheem. What do you have the side at for this game? I have it at five and a half, right where it's at. I've got an 8.1 on matchup. So it's a good matchup for him. And on power rating, I've got 6.4. So I've got an edge on both, si- both sides for Phoenix. Um, I'm going to be putting them in our parlay later on, money line. With, do you have any, outside of the number, Raheem, do you have any sort of concern on this? My only concern is the sun implementing all of these new guys. Okay. Coming back in. I'm, wonder, I'm weird in the sense that I think the Suns have just been kind of playing with fire. And when you look at them, they perform so well in the clutch, but they're in a lot of close games. Yeah. So, and obviously they're a team in which you can't, you, you're not going to out execute them in the clutch, but at some point there's going to be a let. And I'm not sure when it is right now. So. After being terrible on the season against the spread at home, they're four and one in their last five against the spread at home. But one thing that I liked was I was looking at um, team rankings and they actually have the Suns at like as an away favorite at 12 and six against the spread uh, with an average against the spread like margin of plus 6.2 as a road favorite. So I feel like they, 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 they do beat the teams they're supposed to. So I like, I don't think that they're going to, I'm not really concerned that they're going to lose. And I think that's part of why I know Matt, you said you're going to keep them in a money line parlay. So I think that this is like close enough. If I think if we we're looking at like a 10 point spread, then maybe that's different. Cause like you said, they don't really blow teams out, but I feel like at five and a half, it's, it's close enough. And then like, if there's fouling, the Suns don't miss free throws. So uh, that's why I like the five and a half. Yeah, this is pretty good. So here, here's one for you. Uh, I'm looking at Phoenix games away versus bottom 10 defenses. Yeah. Seven and one straight up with a plus 7.8 spread differential. They clear the spread by plus 7.8 for the season. Uh, it's even higher um, in terms of their ranking in those spots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. I, I like this one, Joe. Good job. Nice. Nice work. Thanks. <laughs> one that I want to talk about is I want to talk about this Raptors Bulls game. So the Raptors are two and a half point favorites at home versus the Chicago Bulls. No. Alex Caruso, no Lonzo Ball, but the Bulls have still been getting wins. Raheem, what do you make the side on this? And well, let's start there. What do you make the side on this? Make the Raptors 1.9, which is basically two. So when you factor in all of the losses, this is probably a fair number. Derek, no Derek Jones, too. Zach Levine's day to day. He's probable for the IO, though. Backstream. Chicago slipped below Toronto in adjusted net rating at plus 1.1 on dunks and threes. Right. But some of that's impacted by that stretch that they were without DeRozan and Levine during the COVID slump. Like, all right, here's one. Who's guarding Vooch in this game? Like, are they, they're putting Precious up against, up against Vooch? Boucher? I mean, it's not like Vooch has been very good. He's been better over the last month. Okay. That's fair. (laughs) I mean, his numbers do go down when he plays with, Levine and DeRozan, though, at the same time, but uh, he's still effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, 
like, I get it. I'm not saying the Raptors aren't good. I think there's value on them to make the playoffs. I just, like, I got this as Raptors three and a half, three and a half point dogs on, on power rating and 6.7 point dogs on matchup built off of the backs of like, um, that's even with a huge advantage for Toronto or a big advantage for Toronto in transition. I've got the, the bulls in half court. I got them 10 points better in half court ranking. That's believable. Like, like this Raptors team can't score in half yeah. court. And I, I mean, they're going to have to run. So Gary Trent Jr. has gone off the last couple of games. Like that. So this, this is a good, this is, I think is a question. This is the Gary Trent Jr. question is like JTJ went off for back-to-back 30 point games. Like, Joe, do you think that like JTJ is just like evolving into like a top tier scoring threat? Or do we expect some sort of regression on that end? I mean, Bulls defense is not yeah. going to be great without Caruso and Ball. Yeah, I mean, I think that he's a great, I think he's a great shooter. Like he's an excellent spot of shooter. And I think that they need him to really stretch this, like stretch the floor. So I, 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 can, I can see this being consistent. I don't know if the efficiency will maintain um, because he's shooting like, I think like over 40% from three over the past couple of games, like since he came back from being hurt, but, and he's like crushed his props. Like he's hitting that five plus like every game. But like, I think that he's important enough to this, the way the offense is like, if they're going to basically play like three small forward power forwards at the same time, you have to have somebody that's going to shoot. So I could see Trent being, you know, maintaining like a big role. And I think like, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing Scotty Barnes shooting a little bit more threes because he's done well when he shoots them, he just doesn't really shoot them. So I, I think they might need to, you know, try to spread the floor a little bit here. Give me the argument for the Raptors here, Ryan. Because I know you love that team. Not that I love them. I, look, I, I was on them the other night, well, Tuesday night, against the Miami Heat. But a lot of it was a scheduling situation yep. where you had the Heat. They were playing a lot of games. And I think the Raptors had played just two games since last Wednesday, both against the Heat. Whereas just the Heat were just playing a lot. But I think this, this Raptors team is tough to beat because they have a lot of length. You have guys in OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam who can guard those wing players like DeRozan and, and Levine. And if Levine's not playing, I think they can find themselves outmatched in this just by not having enough guys. And I think that's where, I mean, that's a real issue. Toronto's with, still without fans, which I would think would hurt them. But then like just as soon as I started betting like, oh, their, their home court advantage has to be muted because they don't have fans, they start rattling off wins. They're three and two last five ATS at home. They are eight and two ATS last 10 at home. So they've been good in that spot. Well, let me ask you this, like, okay, it's a two point spread. You think it's pretty close. You don't think there's a, you, your number clearly doesn't show a big edge, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, actually, I mean, look, if it moves up to three, three and a half, the edge would be on Chicago at that point. Right. Right. Because I have it 1.9. So, okay, so I mean, just, Chicago's, you don't think Chicago would get like public money though? Maybe. See, here's the problem is that we could take Warriors versus Kings when they got everybody back, except for Draymond, at minus 800, Suns at minus 230, and Bulls plus 115, and we get a plus 247. On the Miami parlay. That's juicy. That is juicy. <laughs> we, we, we need the Warriors to beat the Kings. We need the Suns to beat the Hawks. And we need the Bulls to beat the Raptors. I don't know that there's a, I, I can't find a better option. I guess we could take the Heat versus the Spurs on the money line. 
Let me let me try uh, that yeah, one instead. Yeah, I think I, I would like the heat. Out. I think I would like the heat a little bit better. Man, that Burl drops it one. That drops it to one fifty four though. That drops us, a, that drops us a, a full full buck. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a big drop. There. That's a huge drop. Yeah, unless we want to get weird and take the uh, take like the Clippers or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Like, I don't like that game either. I don't know. I just that that, that Raptors game just feels. I don't know what to do with the Bulls in a lot of spots right now. Just because of the, you don't know how to quantify. But like, I need to see more with them. There's, just, there's just, yeah, there's such a different team than when they, than when they are, when they're fully healthy, right? Like with Ball and Caruso, they're just such a different, when they got that lineup, they're so good, but they don't have that lineup. You know, they're, they're five and five ATS last 10. Yeah. I mean, I think like if we like the Bulls, like you said, like, I, like I might not put it, maybe not put it in the parlay, but like, I would rather just sell the points and just play the money line. Like yeah. if like it's so close, like you got if you have DeRozan and Levine, like it's kind of similar like situation with the Suns. Like I trust two of them. Like one of them can score. You know, like if it's close, like I'd rather just sell the points, take that, take the plus money. Hmm. All right, I'll think about it. I think I'm probably gonna put them in the parlay. I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I just look. I don't know why. I don't. I still am not convinced by this Raptors team. I'm still not convinced that they're like, they're a pain in the ass. They're consistent. They play hard. Fred Van Vliet is awesome. Deserves all NBA consideration. Siakam's been balling. Gary Trent Jr. has been liquid insanity. I can't get there, man. I just don't think that this team is that good, Raheem. Like, am I that wrong that I'm just like. See, I think, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. It's not that they're that good. We know they're not that good because. This is not a championship contender. They're fighting for a playing spot. But at home in this situation against the Bulls, we're shorthanded. Like with that length, you got guys who can defend DeRozan and Levine. Levine is banged up. At two and a half, it just feels, I, I honestly would look towards the Raptors. But I think this is a pick em game. I mean, the Bulls won what was it, like a week ago or like a week and a half ago. And they didn't have DeRozan. Or no, they did have DeRozan. They had DeRozan. They were running the same lineup. Like DeRozan, Levine, Io. They won 111 to 105. And granted, like they were home, but they only shot 26% from three-point range. And like the Raptors shot 38, almost 39% from three. So I don't know. Like the Bulls like clearly out-rebounded them in that game. So like I, I, I'd rather, like, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. Like I, I lean more towards the Bulls here. Like I just think that they're, they, they showed it like I, I don't really see what's all that different from, you know, like a week and a half ago. Yeah, that was that was last week, actually. Yeah, like they killed them in points in the paint. Like the Bulls scored 68 to 40 compared to 46. That, that, that was a, that was a bad spot for the Raptors. I mean, look, the Raptors played the Blazers on Sunday. Then they played the Hornets on Tuesday. And I know I didn't I think they didn't start Fred VanVleet against the Hornets. They blew out the Hornets. And then the following day, they ended up playing the Bulls. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'll see if I, I can talk myself out of it, but I'll wait at least and we'll see if I can talk myself out of it. Last one I want to get to here. Raheem, what do you have on the total for Lakers Clippers? The number's 218. That total, I have it 217. You got right on the number. I've already got, I've got it all the way down at 207, uh, 28, roughly. And Lakers on a back to back. Likelihood that Davis may not play on that back to back, right? I don't necessarily want to play the side on it because I just, I don't, 
the Clippers are so random to me. I've we were playing Clippers unders, and then they have these streaks where they'll just have a quarter and they hit 10 threes and it messes with it. I kind of like the under in the spot though at 218. Is uh is Zubox gonna play? Do we know? He sh- I, I believe they, he's likely to play. they look like Swiss cheese against the Pacers. Like the Pacers just destroyed them, like on the in the interior. Like, don't ask me why I was watching a Pacers Clippers game on League Pass, but like <laughs> that, like it was it was a weird day. That was wild. But that, was, they, that was the Isaiah just, Jackson game. That was wild. Yeah, the Isaiah yeah. game. <laughs> um Zubash is day to day. So yes, yeah, so, because I mean, like, if he doesn't play, maybe AD wants that stat padding game. Because they are gonna get cooked. <laughs> like, yeah. You get to stay That's away, right. Raheem. I think Joe was right. I'm I'm leaning towards there being some points in this matchup. Okay. All right. Well, I I think Davis probably sits, but we'll see. That you can wait on it either way, right? If Davis sits and Zubach plays, we like the under. Why would Davis sit? Back to back. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's terrible. Like, they may They're sit like, Russ they and they may sit Russ and AD. Interesting. Is that a tiebreaker game? Does that game matter? Like, I mean, it's going to matter, but the, the Lakers don't care. They don't ever think about things that way. That's true. They don't prioritize the right kind of things. But <laughs> I will say on this on the, the side, I've got this uh, for full season numbers. I've got this like Clippers plus 1.2. So you factor in LeBron and it actually gives like an edge to the Clippers here at minus two. Like I think there's like a slight edge on power rankings. Power, on power ratings, mm-hmm. I've got it Clippers minus 3.8. So, like, I think there's a little bit of an edge on Clippers minus two here, honestly, if Zubash plays. Like, no LeBron, I think there's an edge on the Clippers. That's my – I do think I, I will probably – ooh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, we might let's, – let's look at that for the parlay. Can we just throw that in the yeah. parlay? Right? Yeah, that might be – that might be a good one. I actually have yeah. – I have the, the Clippers around 3.5 as well. Okay, yeah. that gets us to plus 186. Let's do that one. Warriors, Suns, Clippers, a Pacific mm. Division trifecta. At plus 186, you can get that win bet. All right, so that's yeah. where we're going to wrap it up. We've got Raheem likes the over on Suns Hawks. Joe likes Suns minus five and a half. We think the Bulls Raptors might be a stay away, and you need to see where the number's at. And we're going to throw the Clippers into the parlay. Warriors, Suns, Clippers at plus 186. That'll wrap it up for Buckets. Thanks for joining us, everybody. You can follow Joe and Raheem's picks in the Action Network app, the best way for you to track your picks. We'll be back on Friday with Friday Happy Hour with Brandon Anderson. Until then, see you guys again next time. Let's get buckets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.